Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Looks like he's going to take off himself and he will get to the 20, to the 50. Still going, Riley up in the air. Touchdown, Eskimos. How do you like them, Apple? Breaking away is Connor McDavid barreling down the right-hand side to the net. Retard score. That one a beautiful end-to-end rush. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, on Halloween, why don't we start the show with someone who used to wear a mask for a living. It's everybody's favorite ghoulie. Kelly Rudy on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Kelly, how's it going? Oh, my gosh. That was easy, that one. <laughs> I try. I try. Actually, I, I just I just pass out cubes of cheese to the children for Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was very appropriate after being called a ghoulie. Never happened before, I don't think. <laughs> hey, how was Audrey's books last night, man? Fun. It was great. Uh, Kirsty and I, she's the co-author, of course, Kirsty McCollin Day. She and I went there. It was a little different format, uh, a little bit more intimate. And uh, so we had a Q&A for about uh, almost an hour. So we just told stories from the book and so on and, and some others. And then we did a signing. It was really cool, very uh, fun. It, it's one of my favorite things in this whole thing is uh, getting out and meeting a whole bunch of people in the They've been very kind. I really enjoy it. I have uh, another day of press tomorrow and then uh, a little bit next week and then have to start planning again some more stuff. So hopefully I make it up into near the Edmonton area again. It's so fun. My mom came, my brother and wife, his wife came, uh, two of their boys. My wife came with me, so it was just magical. It was awesome. Awesome. Well, that's uh, that's great. And Edmonton, obviously, uh, where you grew up, and uh, you've told great stories about uh, playing hockey in the West End when, when you were a kid. Of course, the book is Calling the Shots by Kelly Rudy and Kirsty McClellan Day. And it's uh, it's available everywhere now, right? It's been out about a week. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And, uh, yeah, please uh, go out and uh, get it. It's a great uh, Christmas gift. And uh, while you're at it, get about 20 more for everybody. <laughs> There, there you go. We want to make Kelly a, a best-selling author for sure. Um, w- Kelly, w- when you're out there um, the, talking to people, do you ever get, d- like, does somebody ever say something that really surprises you or bring up a memory or a game where you're where you're like, geez, I even, even forgot about that? Because sometimes, you know, something will really stick with a fan, especially if they were younger, maybe you were a favorite player, or, or maybe maybe you were even a villain on a team they, they, they didn't like. Do you ever get those? types of uh, memories or something surprising? I do. I get uh, plenty of those. I get uh, it depends on what area I'm at. Like when I was in Toronto, I get the usual uh, I hated you in 93 and and then uh, over time as a broadcaster I've learned to like you or something or or, or at least I don't hate you as much as, as oh, I used geez. to. Um, in Edmonton was really cool yesterday because uh, 
first of all, anytime you're in around like Calgary or Edmonton, we get friends come by, and that's really cool. And also, uh, one of the best yesterday was a guy that grew up with me, played on my same peewee team uh, last night. Brian Furby from our Elmwood neighborhood came by. He had his the team picture with us or with him from when we we're 12 years old. It was really cool to get caught up, and so. You get things like that that kind of surprise you and take you back to the days when you were just a kid. And just really, it's really fun doing that kind of stuff and getting those sort of experiences. That must have been incredible to see that picture. That's so cool. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports. It's 6.09. Of course, uh, the World Series Game 6 is going to start in about 10 minutes. They needed that day off yesterday to rest after that incredible game. A couple of nights ago, Houston can win it. In the NHL tonight, it's 2-2 Golden Knights and Rangers in the second period. In the first, scoreless Jets and Wild and Detroit leading Arizona 2-0. Arizona finally won a game last night, but they're already behind tonight. Kelly, I should ask you before we dive into some more hockey stuff it, it is halloween uh i know some of the uh, oilers costumes with with social media got out there today um the reaction to mcdavid's uh, trump by some people was was a little overblown i think and he he brushed it aside today but uh was that like was that something when you played guys would would try to dress up or have parties or or like was it a th- was it a thing when you were playing it was and uh the most vivid memory I have of that is that, uh, you know, when you get to the NHL level, you've got a little bit of extra dough laying around, so you try and spend a little bit, little bit more money on your costume. And then, unfortunately, if you play on a team like Gretzky, he's got to be the topper of all toppers. So he's got all his Hollywood connections. So he and Janet show up as uh, Batman and Robin one year, but not just with really great outfits. He has one of the actual Batman uh, costumes from uh, uh, Michael Keaton. He borrowed it from Michael Keaton. Like, seriously, dude? You can't pull that. I mean, none of us can compete then. So we were teasing, teasing Wayne over that. But, and that's the great thing about Wayne, right? If, if you tease him, he really loves it. He wants to be one of the guys, so we didn't let up on that for a while. But, uh, yeah, there were always good distractions for whatever was going on, and uh, uh, I really look forward to, to that. That's amazing. I, d- I didn't just go out and buy a Batman costume. I got one of the ones they used in the movie. That's right. <laughs> like, like who does that? Only Gretzky goes away or gets away with something like that. Oh, that's a great story. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. He's got a book out called Calling the Shots. Kelly, the Oilers are back at it tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It looks like they might shuffle up their D pairings and Clefbaum and Larson, who, who have been together pretty much since Larson joined the team last year. Uh, you might have uh, Larson with Nurse and Clefbaum with Benning. And it's interesting to me, Kelly, because I, I was saying last night talking about this, Clefbaum and Larson were supposed to be the steady guys and Nurse and Benning were supposed to be the guys who had the question marks hanging over their heads. And it yeah. almost looks to me now that the, the pairings are being switched and Nurse and Benning are being asked to steady the guys who were the number one pairing last year and who have more experience. Yeah, that's the strange thing about this game. You never know what to expect season to season and maybe week to week. And so on. I highlighted that Saturday after the game about Clefbaum. Now, he was the minus four in that game, and I wasn't picking on him for that because I think that doesn't do it justice. You know, there's everybody else involved in the play, but I did show two of the goals. I showed the first one with uh, 20 seconds to go in the first period where I thought he was too aggressive, needed to be a little bit more cautious on that play and just 
uh, retreat and not allow uh, John Carlson to get by him. Uh, and then uh, it was the uh, goal that started the third period. I think that was the third goal. And he just made a poor decision. And uh, um, he allowed Kuznetsov the middle lane. And unfortunately, when you're questioning yourself a little bit, you're a little bit slow in making decisions. And that just that tiny bit of hesitation is usually all it takes. And then what I've noticed for uh, Larson, whom I talked a lot about last year, and I really liked his edge and everything, and he's kind of missing that. So I'm not seeing the same sort of edgy defenseman that I saw last year that he was so hard to play against, and whether, again, that's a lack of confidence or I'm not sure. Um, those two guys uh, certainly need to play a lot better. I don't really have many doubts. I think they will. But it's kind of nice to see the young guys like Nurse. You know, you and I had that conversation last week, and, and you were describing to me how he's learned to take a breath. And uh, that's evident. I even showed us a clip like that on Saturday. I think it was in the second intermission about how he's improving. And uh, Benning is a guy that I really noticed last year that I really liked. And uh, he's got the hockey genes, and uh, I like virtually everything about his game. So if those two guys can settle down, uh, Clefbaum and Larson, and just get them back to where they were last year, um, it'll be okay. I, I, I'm not all that concerned. I know that like Todd said, you know, it's still, uh, what, 10 games in, so you can't let this uh, linger any longer. But still, this is a team that really showed me last year about their uh, tenacity and their uh, their mental toughness, and they didn't cave when opportunities were there. So I know, we, it, I know it's urgent now, but I do think they're going to work their way out of this. I love this discussion, and when we complimented Nurse for taking that breath last week, and a word that has come up with McClellan and uh, and I think with Talbot today too, using the word indecisive, right? And there's such a fine line between taking a breath and then making a confident, appropriate play and taking a breath and then hesit- and then still hesitating and not making the right play. And, and you know, and, and McClellan used it specifically with Clefbaum that he just looks a little indecisive this year. Oh, no question about it. it. And that's, it's a terrible feeling when you're in that position. And uh, I have been in that position many times as a goaltender, and you're unsure if you should just take another half-foot step out or if you should retreat a little bit back to your net. And, and once you have thoughts like that in your head when you're playing the game, you know that you're off a little bit. But and it doesn't have to be much. Like, we're talking on the first goal that uh, Washington scored on Saturday, late in the first period. You're talking about an inch, maybe. He was off on that play by about an inch. Had he chosen to step up on the play, which I don't think was the right move, but had he chosen to step up on the play a a quarter second earlier, we might not even be having this discussion about that. I'm sure that he would have been in a better position to get the puck before Carlson. And so that's the, the margin of error you're dealing with. But unfortunately, in sports, that's how fine it is. And uh you know, he's been through this situation many times before, just maybe not at the NHL level when he had such uh, progress last year. But good athletes usually find a way to, to make this a, a thing of the past. One more about the Oilers for you, Kelly. They're 12.1% on the power play. And again, judging by practice the last couple of days, McDavid and Dreisaitl will no longer be on the same unit. You know, from the ex-goalie perspective, does that... 
you know, you, I, I doubt that, that a goaltender would. I mean, granted, if they're on the ice together, it might scare you, but maybe the other unit makes you feel like, okay, I can stop these guys. Do you think splitting these guys up is going to create a few more problems for the other team? Uh, it can at times. Uh, I'm a big fan of those two guys playing together, though. But, right. Uh, I think sometimes in Todd addressed in his presser after Saturday's game about all their problems, um, sometimes a power play becomes too predictable, uh, even with good players. And I think that's one of the things that you have to guard against. What might, might have worked before now is uh, very predictable. Uh, the other team, with all the scouting and all the video, they have an idea what you're trying to accomplish, so they're trying to take away some of those lanes and options. And so if you change it up, maybe they become less predictable and Sometimes it is a little bit about creativity as well. I know you don't want to get to the point where they've got their systems. You don't want to get to the point where, uh, remember when Mike Keenan was a coach in the NHL and he didn't believe in working on the power play. He wanted his players, his uh, great offensive players on the power play just to create. I'm not a fan of that. I, I think that you still have to work on it. I think that most importantly, they have to feel really good about themselves. Um, and so it's just repetition. Make sure you're not predictable. And really, honestly, I know this sounds silly, but when you shoot, shoot to score. Don't shoot to just to get the puck on the net. I used to get mad at our guys in practice if uh, they were just basically shooting on me, getting pucks in the net. I'd, I'd say to them, you know, try and score. It, it does me a whole lot uh, more good, and it, it helps you. If we're trying to really... Um, replicate what a game's like. You shoot the puck as hard as you can and force me to make some saves here. Well, I love how you say that too. And and, and Rob Brown often says about that he doesn't feel the power play really starts until you get that first shot on goal. And you're right, A, it might go in, and yeah. B, that's when you start getting the penalty killers uh, moving around because they're then they're going to try to go after the puck or clear clear the rebound, and then you might set yeah. something else up. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, that's and Rob would know, right? He was, uh, he was an excellent offensive player. He was terrific on the power play. He played with really smart players in his time in the NHL. So when guys like that start telling you what needs to be accomplished on the power play, you listen. Kelly, great to have you on the show. Happy Halloween. I'm glad things are going well with the book. It's called Calling the Shots. You can pick it up now. Have a, I know it's busy, man, but enjoy this experience with the book, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Rita. I appreciate that, pal. That is Kelly Rudy checking in. We get him once a week here on Inside Sports. Love having Kelly on the show, and he is uh, relatively confident that things are going to pick up here for the Edmonton Oilers despite their 3-6-1 and start, and they'll try to get back into the win column. They have not won two games in a row all year. They opened the homestand by beating Dallas, lost to Washington on Saturday. They're back at it tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kind of an unusual start time for a home game. Game starts at 6.30, so the face-off show here on 6.30, Chad, will start at 5. It's Furnace Family Oilers Hockey. Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. we got a lot more to come. Mike Riley, another honor from the Canadian Football League. You'll hear from Oilers goaltender Cam Talbot. Oh, and a young man by the name of Sidney Crosby. All ahead. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Ooh, that's creepy. Is that from the movie Halloween? 
What is that? It's uh, Trent Reznor. He just redid it. Oh, from Nine Inch Nails. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's the uh, it's based on the John Carpenter original score right. from the very first Halloween movie, 1978, around there. Yeah, I think it was for the anniversary. Jamie Lee Curtis. Nice going, Dustin Kaufman, bringing you the spooky tunes tonight. You can text six thirty six thirty. The phone number is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The off topic topic for tonight to text 63630. Favorite movie to watch on Halloween. Maybe it's a creepy one. Maybe it's just gory. Maybe it's a more of a little uh, horror comedy. Like, you wouldn't call Gremlins a horror movie, but it's about little monsters, so you could still watch it on Halloween, right? Does, does Gremlins, is Gremlins actually scary? It's been a while since I watched it. I've never seen it. All right. You know what I'm saying? You know what all what I'm, you probably you probably weren't born when Gremlins came out. <laughs> there is uh, this the scene of the when I, if I say the word to you, Gremlins and microwave. Does that inspire anything? Because there are some people who are like, oh yeah, the microwave. Nothing, eh? All right, sorry, buddy. We need to get more. Uh, well, no, it's good that you're hosting the show because you balanced my middle-aged nerdiness with your... Uh, are you a hipster? No. M- millennial? Okay. Huh? Oilers are playing the Penguins tomorrow. Here's an interesting thing. The last five games the Oilers have played have been tied after two periods. They've won just two of them. The other team tends to get that goal uh, before we do, and... and um, you know, often it is a race to three in the NHL. So a lot of the games have been at twos. And the other team gets to three, you got to open up it a little bit as the, as the period wears on. And and you tend to gamble a little bit more, take more risk in your game to try and get that goal. Shorten your bench so guys get tired a little bit more. Um, so it adds up when you're chasing the game, whether you're chasing it from the beginning or the end. And, and our weakest period all year has been the, the, the initial period. We give up more and and score less in that period. So we're starting to fix that. We just got to, you know, fix the, the overall thing. Some thoughts from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Get more on 630Ched.com or just keep listening because you're going to hear from Cam Talbot, you're going to hear from Sidney Crosby, and you're going to hear from one of the CFL Players of the Month for October, your quarterback Mike Riley. All ahead on Inside Sports. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Dustin Kaufman, you know your stuff, buddy. Track one from Back in Black. Hell's Bells. Beauty. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Bottom of the first, scoreless. Astros and Dodgers, Game 6 of the World Series. Astros can win it. Dodgers trying to force Game 7 tomorrow. Golden Knights lead the Rangers 3-2 late in the second period. Detroit up 2-0 on Arizona after 1. Halfway through the first, the Jets with a 1-0 edge on the Wild. Kyle Connor has the goal in that game. Oilers-Penguins tomorrow. Our coverage will start at 5 here on 6.30, Ched. Eskimos in Saskatchewan. 
Final regular season game Saturday, 3.30 for the countdown to kick off on 6.30, Chet. The game will start at 5. We will discuss more with the Edmonton Eskimos in a few minutes. Uh, but the Coles notes, they can finish anywhere still between 2nd and 4th in the Western Division, even though there's just one game to go. My name is Reed Wilkins, 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Uh, just a couple texts. One person says they watch Army of Darkness every year. Now that is groovy. Somebody says uh, Creep Show. Leslie Nielsen going for a swim. I, I have not seen Creep Show. And uh, somebody else uh, texting in that Gremlins is a Christmas movie, not a Halloween movie. All right. Maybe Bad Santa's more of a Halloween movie, <laughs> not a Christmas movie. Have you ever seen Bad Santa? Uh, he is a Bad Santa. They made a Bad Santa, too, I was this year or last year. I've not seen that one. The first Bad Santa, quite a, a crude sense of humor. I didn't mind it, but it's yeah. definitely not for everybody. Billy Bob Thornton uh, was in that, played the Bad Santa. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063. So uh, it is Halloween, and before I got to the hockey talk, uh, I had a little chat with Cam Talbot about October 31st and some of his memories as a kid. Always a big day on our calendar in search of candy. The best day was when you graduated from like the little pails of candy to the full-on pillowcases, so that was always a good day. You come back with half a pillowcase full in the last year, at least a few weeks as a kid, so you always be sneaking in into your room at night and stuff like that, trying to get extra snacks, so it was definitely a circle on the calendar in our household for sure. How is it different being a dad now on Halloween? Uh, it's about the same. Now, looking at the schedule, I mean, I was pretty excited that this year we were... Uh, not only home, but off tonight too, so I get to take the little ones out, so it should be fun, even though they're not really old enough to understand it yet, but we are, so it should be fun. All right, you guys got uh, another big game tomorrow. Obviously, you guys are trying to string, you know, some collect some points, I guess, and, and put some things together. You just saw Pittsburgh last week, so uh, I mean, what do you, and you kind of know their reputation anyway, but what do you expect from them? Uh, we expect uh, another fast-paced game, a lot of skill on both sides of the puck, so it's going to be uh, a job to do for our guys to, to shut down their top guys. Like, uh, we, we did for a good portion of the game last game. It just came out on the wrong end, but um, we just got to play the same way we did in Pittsburgh and uh, hopefully just bury a few more of our chances that we weren't able to that night. You know, you guys have been playing a lot of close games. I think your last five games have been tied after 40 minutes. So is it just a case where, you know, the line for winning is right there and you're just slightly on the wrong side of it? It's just one or two key moments that got to be fixed? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, we're always in the mix the last five or six games here, and uh, we just have to find a way to, to come out in the third and and uh, not give up that early one or not, and not get behind and have to play catch-up. So uh, we, we even fell behind the other night against Dallas. We were able to fight back, but um, just uh, it's not a good recipe for winning when you give up that, that early goal in the third and you're fighting from behind. So uh, we have to make sure that we're ready coming into tonight and, or tomorrow night and uh, just focus on the little things. We're maybe thinking a little bit too much, and that puts us that half second behind in, in our decision-making. So I think once we can get rid of the indecision in our game, including myself, I think that we'll be in a, a better spot, and hopefully uh, we can get to, to that tomorrow night. All right, Cam Talbot, uh, obviously your expected starter against the Penguins, excellent in Pittsburgh last week, was out-dueled by Matt Murray, who was exceptional as well. And, and what did he say? Thinking a little bit too much, I think indecisive might be uh, the word that is hanging over this Oilers team so far this season as they're off to a 3-6-1 and one start, not being able to convert on the power play, some indecision in terms of defending that has allowed players to get open or uh, defensemen 
pinching, like Kelly Rudy said, a split second too late, allowing somebody to get by. So things to watch for, things to fix, uh, to fix for the Edmonton Oilers. And of course, you got to focus on the always dangerous Sidney Crosby, who, uh, well... If he's not the best player in the league, and there may be some debate in this market, he's certainly one of them. Not able to get a point last week against the Edmonton Oilers, but you know he's going to break out of that at some point. Jack Michael sat down with Sid the Kid after the Penguins skated today. Sid, if it weren't for the nature of the lopsided losses, would we be having a different conversation if you lost those three games 2-1? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, probably not. I mean, you know, if, if they're 2-1 games, it's all about how you're playing. You want to make sure you're playing the right way. And as much as you get caught up in results, it's about your game overall. And I think that, uh, you know, whether you win or lose, I think if you're playing the right way, you trust that that's going to that's gonna bring you wins and success. So uh, that's really the way we've kind of evaluated our game. And, you know, there's no, no hiding it when you lose that bad. Um, you know, that's... You know, that's the nature of things, and you've got to find ways to be better. No athlete would necessarily concede this, but is it at all possible that some of those are, hey, it's October, live to fight another day, or does that ever creep in at all? Uh, I can tell you it doesn't creep into my mind when it's 3-0 three, three in the first. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to get ourselves back into it, but... Um, you know, I think that you know when you look at the first the first couple, I think uh, you know we go into Chicago second game of the year and come off a pretty you know emotional night you know banner thing and you know that kind of thing and they're playing their home opener so maybe you can see those games like that they happen from time to time but uh, we can't you know we can't follow with a couple more of those so uh, we've got to. You know, we've got to find a way to, to be better. But I think there's always games like that over the course of a year where you just kind of you look at them and you say, we've got to move on. You don't read into it. But with a few of those happening on back-to-back nights, it's something that, that we've got to fix. Well, and the other point would be you hear about the grind of playing as much hockey as this team has played the last couple of years. Is is it at all accumulated fatigue, or is that just a reach? Is is it is it a little more simple than that? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think that it's a challenge to play on back-to-back nights just because everyone's so tightly matched. I mean, you're not uh, just because your record's better doesn't give you that much of an advantage. And I think, you know, you've got to be ready to play your game every night. And if you're off a little bit, uh, you're not giving yourself a very good chance to win. And uh, we've we've found that out pretty quickly with some of those games where, you know, we're kind of waiting in to see what the game's going to be like. And all of a sudden, we're down by a few. So um, I think it's just the mentality of you know mentally understanding that we've got to have that mindset to, to pay the price and do all those little things uh, even when it's probably doesn't feel like uh, as easy as maybe the other nights speaking of mentality i think edmonton's making the transition from being a team that snuck up on a few people last year to now being a team expected to win and getting the other team's best game often that's a transition you made with this team earlier in your career is it a real transition when you carry different expectations into a season yeah i mean i wouldn't say i think i think teams are always up to you know to play i mean even last year i'm sure teams were up to play them i think it's i think it's managing your own expectations and i think that everyone else's expectations are different and that's kind of the biggest thing and and even within the room the expectations are different so 
I think you just have to understand that, and that's a natural progression for any team to, to learn that. And I mean, uh, I don't think anyone took them lightly last year, and, and I think that they know what kind of team they are. But um, you know, I think they, if anything, probably have high, higher expectations, and you know, you just gotta just gotta manage that. It's it's something that you know, it's it's part of it. But uh, you know, everyone puts a little bit more pressure on themselves, and that just kind of comes with it. That is Sidney Crosby talking to Jack Michaels. The Penguins skating today at the downtown community rink. The Oilers practiced at Rogers Place. The two teams will meet tomorrow night. What a crazy season it's been for the Penguins. I mean, they have a decent record at 7-5-1. They're minus 14 in terms of goal differential, 27th in the league coming into tonight. And uh, as you probably know, they lost 7-1 to Winnipeg a couple of days ago. They lost 7-1 to Tampa Bay earlier in the season, and they lost their second game of the year 10-1. Yes, 10-1 to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Phil Bork, a former Penguin, now an analyst for the team, is going to enlighten us on their season coming up between 7 and 7.30 tonight. Halloween here at the Chorus Broadcasting Building. Northern Chicken catering our Halloween lunch, and some guests on Inside Sports receive gift certificates to Northern Chicken, satisfying modern soul food, Southern-style chicken, and a hockey game. Place your order now at Skip the Dishes. Northern Chicken, 107th Ave, 124th Street. Great spot, great food. All right, it's 644. We'll keep you updated on the scores. A little bit on Mike Riley and the Eskimos playoff scenarios when we get back. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Now, Dustin, have you seen this movie? Of course. Oh, yeah, which version? The newest one. Did you, did you <laughs> see the original one? No. no, that's what I meant when I said, have you seen this movie? <laughs> when someone of my vintage says, have you seen Ghostbusters? They're talking about the one made in the 1980s. Not that there's anything wrong with remaking it and the cast and all that. But when you say, have you seen Ghostbusters? You're talking about, I think you should watch the one from the 1980s. I think you would enjoy it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you know who Dan Bill Aykroyd. Murray is? Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, do you actually know who these people are? Yes. Like, if we brought in a police lineup, except this isn't a police station, if we brought in a celebrity lineup <laughs> of people, you think you could identify, you could pick out Bill Murray and, and Dan Aykroyd? Yes. Okay. What about uh, what about uh, Rick Moranis? Yes. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You've I seen remember, Honey, I've I seen Shrunk that, the Kids? Yeah. Okay, great. He, his performance as Louis Tully in Ghostbusters... Uh, an act, uh, an all-time classic, all-time uh, classic character. Who else was in that? Uh, Sigourney Weaver, who of Kellen Kennedy, who you're filling in for. Yeah. Did you know that is his celebrity crush? Is it? Yes. He likes older women. Well, he didn't know that. I'll quickly tell this story for people who don't remember. It is worth it is worth reflecting on. So. We got that. We we don't use it very much anymore. But we have this little scoreboard update jingle, and then one of our our female staff members voiced scoreboard update in this kind of sultry voice. So I said, "Oh, we got Scarlett Johansson to to voice that," and Kellen's kind of like, "Okay, yeah, that's not really like he humors me and acts like I said something funny or relevant, even though I didn't." Yeah. But you know, so he goes along with it, and then. Uh, I, I said, "Would we?" I said, "Would you not?" This was probably two or three years ago, and I, and I said, "Would you not agree that?" 
Scarlett Johansson is one of the top, you know, whatever Hollywood uh, sex symbols or bombshells or whatever of the of the current current generation, right? And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, she she'd be up there. And then he says, uh, what about Sigourney Weaver? And I said, well. I said, I don't know if she would necessarily still be cons- considered that. Right. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't know. And he kind of got, got a little agitated. And I, I said, well, do you, do you uh, find Sigourney Weaver attractive? And he's like, absolutely. And I said, would you f- say that Sigourney Weaver is your celebrity crush? And he's, he says, absolutely. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And I, said, and I said, not that there's anything wrong with this, but that would be a bit of a, a May-December romance. You know, like she she would be, you know, that would be sort of a, a an unconventional, maybe even a forbidden romance. You know, Kellen Kennedy at the time in his late twenties, and and I, and I and I said like she's quite a bit older than you. And Kellen's like, well, she's not that much older than me. I was like, I think she's probably quite a bit older. And he was twenty seven, twenty eight at the time, and he says, well, how old is Kearney Weaver? So I'm looking it up at the time. She's currently sixty eight. Mm-hmm. So at the time Kellen and I were having this conversation, she was probably 65 or 66. So he didn't, he, she was over two decades older than he thought she was. Not, not, hey, that's fine. If they meet and fall in love, it's fine. I'm just saying generally uh, men in their late 20s would not have a woman in their 60s as their celebrity crush. Am I, I, I'm not being ageist, am I? No. Is it not being politically incorrect. The last thing I do is uh, the last thing I want to do is uh, offend the fourteen people that listen to the show. <laughs> uh, Lyle says, "How's it going, eh, you hoser?" There's a little Rick Moranis. Did you get that reference? Now that would be a great. I'm sure somebody in Edmonton went as Bob and Doug McKenzie. That means nothing to you. Nothing. People help me. Am I should, I, should I feel should I feel as frustrated as I do right now trying to connect with Dustin Kaufman? I'm very sheltered. <laughs> well, it's just a. I guess it's a generational thing. I mean, I, I'm sure you could name all the Backstreet Boys. I couldn't. You yeah. could. You could, eh? <laughs> yeah. Was one named Howie? It was. That's the only one I know. Oh, AJ. Yeah, you know more than you think. Uh, <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. I, I couldn't tell you which one was which. Howie, AJ, uh, Daryl? No. Nope. Now I'm just throwing guys' names <laughs> out there until I, till I get them right. Okay, so I got two out of the five Backstreet Boys. That's not bad. Uh, this texter says, I'm offended. You're left with 13, pal. All right. Well, I apologize. Uh, the Big L says, who uh, is a great texter, Reed, I watched some of Joan Rivers' talk shows on YouTube with my wife. Yikes! That's the big L. Just just throwing it out there, the big L. Just making a random Joan Rivers uh, comment. Uh, this texter says, the, the original Ghostbusters, yes. The sequels and the recent remake, no. This texter says, at least 15 listening tonight. I am tuned in while taking my son trick-or-treating. Well, thank you for tuning in. But we just I just did offend somebody, so we did lose somebody. Uh, this texter says, ask Dustin about the Ice Age movie. That's probably more in his age range. That's, would that be a Halloween movie? 
I don't think so, no. Could you dress up as a character from Halloween? Hmm? Or for, could you dress up as a character from Ice, Ice Age, Age for Halloween? Maybe. Isn't there like a, a muskox? What is that thing? A woolly mammoth? Yeah. And a squirrel. <laughs> I like how you were just nodding when I said muskox. <laughs> it's even though it's clearly not a muskox. <laughs> what is that? A muskox is an ox that uh, has a very musky scent. <laughs> That's, it's, you know... You know, it's like it's like it, it wears it the the, uh, the the deodorant that makes it smell muskier. So you got regular ox that don't wear deodorant, and then you have oxen that apply deodorant, and they're musk oxen. <sighs> Sorry, Dustin. You'll you'll get used to the doing the show after a while, and now it doesn't really it doesn't really go anywhere most nights. But that's fine. Uh, you know what is cool though. He'll protect for Riley as he steps up and throws, and he's going to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos! Brandon Zilstra with the reception. Will take the drop. He'll step to the top of the pocket now. Looks like he's going to take off himself, and he will get to the 20, to the 15. Still going, Riley up in the air. Touchdown, Eskimos! How do you like them apples? Mike Riley, one of the three CFL Players of the Month for October, along with Brandon Banks and Jeremiah Masoli, both from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Riley leading the Eskimos to a four-game winning streak, eight touchdowns, just two interceptions in October. Uh, he's been running the ball fairly well. In his last six games, he's averaging 318 yards passing. And the Eskimos obviously looking better over the last month, uh, able to beat Calgary. That was a big one. The incredible comeback against the BC Lions. So they play Saskatchewan on Saturday, 3.30 on Ched for the countdown to kick off. The game will start at 5. This is going to be an interesting weekend. Winnipeg, Winnipeg plays Calgary. If Winnipeg wins that game, they play them on Friday. If Winnipeg wins that game, they get second place. And Saskatchewan and Edmonton are playing for third and fourth, with the fourth place team going over to the east. Don't know yet to who, who's going to host which game in the east. Winnipeg is not going to, however, have Matt Nichols. Dan Lefevre will play quarterback. Andrew Harris is in the return-to-play protocol, so he's questionable. Darvin Adams, Jamal Westerman, Mo Leggett, really good players for Winnipeg on both sides of the ball, are out. So if Winnipeg loses... Then Edmonton is now playing for a home playoff game against Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan is not going to play Naaman Roosevelt. They won't play Cam Marshall. They won't play Trent Richardson, some, some of their better offensive players. So there's still a real opportunity here for the Eskimos to host a playoff game, even in a season where they had a six-game losing streak, which is pretty incredible. That's going to be a fun weekend to watch here in the CFL. Still scoreless in the World Series game, bottom of the second. I'll update the NHL scoreboard, and we'll talk to two-time Stanley Cup champion, now an analyst for the Penguins, Phil Bork, when we get back. Inside Sports on Chad. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.